When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Magnificent to have your company. Uh, we're a day away from uh, stepping into March 2023, Coop. You know what that means? February's gone quick. That is true. And at the end of March, the Formula One uh, party returns I've to Melbourne. It. I drive around the track daily to come here. Well, it you is, see, it's, it's growing. It's amazing how that thing comes together. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of excitement. And the ticket sales astronomical, highest ever in the history of Australian Formula One, I'm led to believe. Through the roof. We're about to get kicking uh, for another season in Bahrain. And as we're about to cross to Bahrain. And as part of the Melbourne Grand Prix, Australian Grand Prix, Dan here in Melbourne, you can join, well, one of the great car racing families on planet Earth. Incredible story. The Montoya's one Pablo and his son Sebastian, who's about to start his F2 campaign, are going to be speaking as part of the Australian Grand Prix um, party and event, and they're going to be live on stage at the Palms on March the 30th. Richo's going to be hosting it. Tickets are only 99 bucks. You get to meet, greet, hear the incredible story of the Montoya's and racing, and the tickets are all available uh, at Ticketmaster. And it's an absolute joy for us to be joined on our humble little program by Juan Pablo Montoya and his son, Sebastian, who join us all the way from Bahrain. Hey, fellas, thanks for your time. We appreciate you joining us. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Now, we can't see you, so I'm going to assume that we'll start off by talking to you, Juan Pablo, and we'll get get stuck into you later, Sebastian, with uh, what's in front of you. But Juan Pablo, uh, thanks for joining us on the program. How did you first... Can you remember how you first got into F1? What was the the entree into into that level of motorsport for you? So, you know, it, it was really interesting because I got a bit of a taste for it. Like, I was lucky enough. I got to, like, the F2 level. And, you know, we really ran out of sponsorship, out of money, out of everything. And Frank Williams gave me a chance to test the car at the end of the year. And I was the quickest and everything. And I got hired to be a test driver. And he paid the next season and helped me, you know, with the next season of F2. Everything was looking great. At the end of the year, I was quicker than the regular guys. So I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to be a Formula (laughs) 1 driver. And the shock of my life comes when they say, no, we're going with somebody else. Hmm. We don't want you. Yeah. (laughs) So, so it was like it was a really bittersweet so the way i looked at it it was okay cool you know i, I made it to you know at least i got to drive a formula one drive you know formula one i was a test driver for a year everything and and i got opportunity to go to america and race indy cars or card back in the day you know i went to the gold coast and everything it was you know it was always fun mm. And, you know, that one thing led to another. But it was honestly at the beginning, it was it was a bit of a shocker because I felt I did a really good job. And I thought, oh, I deserved the job. And yeah, I yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. Hey, Juan, the thing that strikes me as I, I go through your accomplishments is the, the variety. Seven Formula One races you've won. You've won a couple of NASCAR races. You won two Indy 500s. Uh, now, to, to the layperson that's not quite across all the different disciplines, how difficult is it to make that transition? Um, 
the NASCAR one was really hard. Mm. I got. I'm not gonna lie. The NASCAR one was really hard because the concept of racing is completely different. Not because the cars are either good or bad. It's just the theory, how you drive the car, how you approach the car, how you, you know, everything that the car tells you and everything that you thought was the limit is completely different. You know, mm. a, a Formula One car or an open wheel car, when when the car gets sideways, you know, you got to be on top of it because it's going to go. Mm. And, and a NASCAR... When you start getting to that point, is when you start getting to be half competitive. So, of all the races you won in all the different um, categories and types of cars, when you look back at your storied career and you have a very, very special place in the history of motorsport, is there one race? Is there one event that you raced in, and presumably one that that you regard as the greatest of them all? So one of the things you got to remember, I grew up watching Senna. I was Latino. Uh, Senna was like my all-time hero. It was like he was the man. I used to wake up with my dad to watch the F1 races back in the day. And it was all, you know, he was a huge Senna fan. So, you know, naturally I became a Senna fan. Yeah. And and he dominated in Monaco. And Monaco back in the day was the only, you know, street course we went to. And, uh, you know, to be able to win there was really, really cool. And the other one that meant a lot to me was the Indy 500 in 2015 because my kids were old enough yeah. Yeah. To, to experience it with me. Mm. Hey, Juan, hey, now your son, uh, and, we, and like we said, we're going to talk to him, Sebastian, real soon as well, but uh, he's come through and clearly had an advantage with you there guiding him through the ranks and educating from a very young age, but he's 17 years of age running around in Formula 2 and these things – as we all know, it is uh, it's quick, it's high octane stuff. Uh, how do you how do you go as a parent now, seeing your son? Is there is there an element of fear of what goes on? No, not really. You know, he's actually going to be racing Formula Three. Uh, is his first season on Formula Three? Uh, he's seventeen. Uh, he, I think, yeah. By the time we come back from from Melbourne, he's going to turn eighteen, like a week after Melbourne. So right. he's still pretty young. Um, no, the fear of, of an accident or anything, not really. It, it would be like I, I always felt safer racing than really driving on the road, to be honest. Right. I think we know. Yeah, how you... you know, think about it. Like <laughs> yeah. percentage wise, the amount of people that get hurt racing against their people get hurt on the road. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, you're going really fast. Yes, you can have big shunts and you can be sore. But, you know, you're. The cars now they they're so safe. There's you know every year they make them safer and there's better things for it. You know the halo came up and you know there's so many things on the cars nowadays that you know we just worry about performance. Mm. To be honest, hey Sebastian, I'm the son of a legend basketball figure, and it it comes with some great advantages, but it also comes with some some baggage as well because there's always cries of nepotism and perhaps you're not earning your way there on your own merits. How has it been for you coming up through the ranks uh, with such a an influential uh, father? Yeah, it's been really interesting because, as you said, sometimes it can be very beneficial. Like if I'm having an issue and I'm struggling in a corner, I can just ask my dad and he tells me what to do. <laughs> And then explain the feeling of how the car should feel. And if it does this, then you're going fast. But if it does this and this, that means you're either going too fast or too slow. So 
it's very beneficial, but also there's the part that everyone wants to beat Montoya's son. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that somebody or someone that just tries to be the hero at the end of the day, makes a mistake and hits you. Yeah. So it was actually, actually the last weekend that I raced, uh, we were racing in Abu Dhabi and someone was trying to pass me and they tried to do a really big dive bomb. They locked up, hit me and spun me and mm. took me out of the top 10. So there's some really good things about having my dad, but also because you're also his son, there's also this like spotlight on you where yeah. if someone does something to you or you're in a mistake or something like this, mm. they're going to see it. But if you do a good job, I think the plus is quite big. So, Sebastian, is this the only thing you've ever wanted to do, given the fact that you were there and you saw your dad win one of the great uh, races on the planet? Is, is this the only thing that you've ever dreamt of doing? Well, I think so, yeah. Like, I've never really thought about it. Like, I want to be something else. I've always thought about racing. Racing's always been in me. Like, I've when I was little, I actually like IndyCar more than Formula One because in IndyCar, since all the cars are the same, I was like, okay, like, if I'm better than everyone, then I'm going to win everything. <laughs> and then when you start to grow up, you kind of realize, like, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> but Formula One is just another level. And honestly, I've... I've tried also endurance racing, which is also really cool. But for me, at the end of the day, F1 is my main goal. Because if you look at the technology that they have and how they build the cars and what the cars actually do, it's incredible. Mm. Hey, hey, Sebastian, I'm one of those guys that uh, have fallen in love with the sport through Drive to Survive and just learning about it. And I don't know how realistic all that stuff is because we know how the Hollywood types can add their narratives uh, to it. But when you're thinking of uh, the Formula One and the pathway you're on is it as simple as just getting in the right car and winning or is there a fair bit of do do you have to know the politics of it all in order to get there as well yeah basically that the most important thing at the end of the day is to have good performance and the faster you go the less the politics really affects you (laughs) why is is your dad laughing (laughs) why is your old man laughing Pablo why are you laughing at that because, because it's so true. It. It's so... It. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so true. Even when you're fast, you have politics, but most of the time when you're really quick, the politics always go your way. Mm. Um, yes. And you can get away with a lot of things. The, the, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, what we really focus here is try to stay away from all the politics and all the BS and just really, really focus on the driving. You know what I mean? Do what's in our control. You know I mean, as yeah, long yeah. as you you focus on what you having, what you can control, then you're you're in a different ball game. What one one public? Would, would you have enjoyed the drive to survive scrutiny concept? The mm. fact that the cameras are behind the scenes and they're looking to get you at your rawest moments all the time is that something um, you would have enjoyed? They did that actually in in America when my first year in NASCAR, they did a program up kind of like that for a year, and I was one of the guys they were following. And I didn't mind. You know what I mean? I'm. It, it's funny because I always tell people I am who I am. You know, a lot of people like me, and when they really, when they like me, they really like me. But when they don't, they really don't like me. Right. <laughs> okay. What's the timeline? If you were to, as you put your head on the pillow and you're, you're dreaming of that Formula One opportunity, how, realistically, how far away from that are you? I would say more or less three years. Uh, in three years, hopefully, I can be there in F1. 
Is there well, a per, is from there a, a realistic standpoint? Yeah, seven, with a little bit of help. Seventeen, you're so young. Yeah. Is there an age, Juan Pablo, when you think Sebastian and others are ready to jump into F1? Do you, do you have to be a certain age with certain amount of experience behind you before you can take that leap? Um, I think the more experience you can gain before getting in, I think it's a little better. Um, you. When you enter really young, I think Max was the example that he worked entering really young. But normally, if you enter really young, you, you're you going to make a lot more mistakes than if you enter all, a little older. If you look at the last few guys that have entered F1, they're a little older, they have a little more experience. And and at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you're going to get one opportunity and you need to make sure you perform at it. You know what I mean? You yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. throw it away and waste it. Because you were not ready, you you know I mean at the end of the day you must be ready for it. Hey, and uh, in your view, with what we're seeing uh, right now, what's the difference between these drivers? How big a gap is it with the drivers as compared to the gap with the vehicle? Um, in F one, the vehicle always plays a big role and always has. You know what I mean? You know the guys that win normally have the fastest cars. But most of the time, they they're there because they're the better guys. You know what I mean? They they end up in 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 F one because they've done enough and and they can you know get the chance to be in a really top team. So I think that's one of the things that happened. But I think luck is a big part of it. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the timing where when you make the switch to another team, uh, you look at Lewis for example. Lewis has been an amazing driver, but he's always been. You know, it's always made the right calls. You know, I mean, if you want to call them right calls, it's hard to hard to say how you call them. Mm. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. You know, when when he when he left McLaren that was winning, you would think, why would you leave McLaren yeah. that's winning? <laughs> yes. And McLaren went downhill, and Mercedes went uphill. Yeah. Of course, you drove for Williams and McLaren, and the young Australian Oscar Piastri is going to be in one of the McLaren cars this year. Just before we let you go, what what hopes have you got for him this year, Juan Pablo? Um, I think he can perform pretty well. I think that the million dollar question with him is how how is he gonna approach it? Um, because he doesn't have like they know he's young. He hasn't, you know, people gotta remember he hasn't raced for a year, and I think that's gonna be a a big factor of of how is he gonna perform. He's really quick. He's won in like everything the last few years he raced that he won. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting how, how he performs. Uh, I think going to Australia, being his home race and everything is going to be an extra pressure. It's, it, you know, being in a home race is always really cool, but it's always really hard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like yeah. a hate-love yeah. relationship because, you know, you, you want to perform, you want to do well in front of your crowd. Uh, you know, McLaren came out openly, you know, a week ago and said, oh, we didn't hit our marks, but we were expecting with the car. On performance, so uh, yeah. we'll see. You know, we we have to wait and see where, where everybody really stacks. And well, I think, in a way, if, if McLaren is not performing that well, it's going to take a lot of pressure away from him. Well, we can't wait. They're not going to be looking at him, but they're going to be looking at the car. Well, we can't wait to see what he brings to the table. We can't wait to see you two down here uh, at the end of March as part of the Australian, Australian Grand Prix. Juan Pablo, thanks for your time. Sebastian, good luck good with luck. everything in front of you, young fella. Uh, we'll watch with a great deal of interest. Thank you, guys. See you there, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Legends, Juan Pablo and Sebastian Montoya.